Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back again at the corner of truth and courage, and it's Friday. Can you believe it? The week has just slipped by so quickly. I'm going to be covering in the broadcast here in a moment about the Southern Baptists changing their name. They're no longer going to be operating publicly as the Southern Baptist Convention. Why are they doing this? Well, we'll discuss that here in today's program. Is that a hint that they might be eventually changing their message too? Well, perhaps, but we'll talk about that. But uh, before I get into that, let me give you a quick heads up. Starting on the 5th of October, we'll be starting our fall fundraising campaign. We're going to try to raise our goal, which is $15,000 in one week. We didn't reach our goal in the spring. We waited and delayed uh, while others pressed forward with their fundraisers right in the middle of COVID. I, I didn't think it was appropriate for us to uh, to do that at that time. And so we waited and praise God for what came in there. And yet we didn't hit our goal, but uh, it would be really a blessing and a victory if we can reach our $15,000 goal. We're going to start on the 5th of October, and we're just doing it for one week. So I'm going to give you a heads up about that. And if you want to make a, a pledge to give that week, and uh, we'd be delighted to hear from you. We'll have our phones uh, ready and people there to be able to help you with your donation. If you want to make it by a phone call or give online or by check and give us a call and send it and tell us what you're pledging to give. And uh, so that we can see if we are going to reach our goal. Our, that's, our, that's our absolute must target. Now, our hallelujah goal, if we get past that $15,000 mark and reach our, uh, our $20,000 goal, which is, I'm going to call that our hallelujah goal. Anyhow, that'll be coming up here real soon. Well, let's get into it. The Southern Baptist Convention has decided to drop its name amid all the racial unrest that's going on in our country uh, today. Uh, The Southern Baptist um, got its beginning back in 1845. They split from the Northern Baptist Convention, and the Southern Baptist a group was born to support different missionaries who owned slaves. And so the Southern Baptists were simply more accepting of slavery than the Northern Baptists, and there was a division amongst the brethren at that point. And so um, the Southern Baptists has a racist history. And so they're trying to run from that, hide from that, by dropping its name. Now, this is a 50,000 church membership, 50,000 churches in the Southern Baptist. It it, it is the largest 
Uh, I don't like using the word evangelical or Protestant because that doesn't properly identify a Baptist, but you know we're often lumped into these um, uh, these names. Fourteen and a half million members in the United States are part of the Southern Baptists, and um, but they're no longer going to be called that. Their new adopted name is the Great Commission Baptist. The Great Commission Baptist. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? That does. Um, Why are they doing this? Well, this is politically correct, isn't it? I mean, to, um, you know, to try to hide from a history um, with slavery. But that here's the problem, folks, is that it... It's, it was woven into our fabric of our nation for many, many years. It's hard to find anything or anyone that didn't have some attachment to slavery or benefited or profited from it to some extent here in this nation, in this whole nation. And especially if you are, you know, your roots go back a few years. And the Southern Baptists and many denominations will have some, I'm sure, um, support towards slavery at some time in their history. And to try to whitewash, you know, let's not, uh, you know, let let's not look at our history. Let's um, let's pretend that um, we are a whole new group, the Great Commission Baptists. Now they've retired the gavel that historic gavel that was named after a, a uh, slave owner. And uh, the, uh, the current president is J.D. Greer. Now, J.D. Greer is a pastor in North Carolina around Raleigh, Durham area, at a church called The Summit. And if you'll recall, I had some very concerning things that he was saying about homosexuality Last year, back in January 27, 2019, he was preaching a message out of Romans chapter 1, verse 24 to 32, how the fall affects us all. And I've listened to that whole sermon a number of times, listened to it very carefully, because uh, it's important that we don't take people, uh, certain statements that they say, out of context. I hate that when people do that to me. It's wrong, and uh, it's wrong uh, to do that to anyone. But here's what he said, and it is within context, and he was calling upon us as Christians that we need to become a person who will, for example, stand up and be among the fiercest advocates for the preservation of the dignity and the rights of the LGBT people, because we recognize that gay and lesbian people are essentially just like us. And his message he was basically saying is that the sin, yeah, it's still sin, but it's no different from the sin of envy or, um, how did he put it? Let me go back to it because I've got, a, got all these comments there. I don't want to get into it too deeply here, but uh, it's just, you know, it, yeah, it's sin, but it's no different than losing your temper or materialism or, or so forth there. It's just, um, and, and, and we need to look out for their dignity. 
and be on their side. Be a fierce advocate for their dignity and their rights of the lesbian, gay um, community, people. And to recognize that gay and lesbian people are essentially just like us. And so Greer and many others who are in the Southern Baptist uh, Convention are moving in a very dangerous area. Now, not all are there. I'll guarantee you that. I've got a lot of friends that are in the Southern Baptist, oh, sorry, the, um, what did we call them now? The um, the Great Commission Baptists. I don't know if, <laughs> if my friends even know that, that they're no longer Southern Baptists. Now, legally, they still operate as a Southern Baptist, but publicly, they changed their website back in August, and they're now declaring themselves as the uh, Great Commission Baptists. Now, I don't beat the Baptist drum a whole lot on this uh, program at all, because my message isn't just to Baptist. Um, my message is to, uh, he, to to all in North America, even to the lost. I hope that they hear what we have to say. Now, I am a Baptist. I'm an independent Baptist. We are... Um, our group split with the Southern Baptists back in the 1920s, largely because of drifts and slipping that the Southern Baptist Convention was taking way back then. One of the most famous preachers in America at the time, who was a Southern Baptist in, in, uh, in Texas, in Fort Worth, was J. Frank Norris, um, certainly a character. And um, in 1909, he became the pastor of, of the First Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, by the 1920s, uh, he founded what was called the Fundamentalist Movement. And they were taking and becoming very, very critical of some things that were going on in the colleges of the Southern Baptists. Uh, rash, German rationalism was coming in. Uh, questioning a lot of the doctrines of the Bible. Uh, evolution was being taught and other things there. And, uh, and as a result, he was kind of censured and kicked out in 1922-23. Thus, the beginning of a movement of independent Baptists was born here in the United States, and a number of people left the Southern Baptists. Well, that's kind of the, you know, the... Uh, the splinter that I'm from, I guess. In 1935, uh, J. Frank Norris accepted the pastorate of, of a second church while pastoring there in Fort Worth, Texas, if that wasn't enough. He also became pastor of Temple Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan. And so for the next 16 years, he jetted, he flew back and forth between these two churches and pastored both of these churches. Um Wow, what an amazing feat. Over 26,000 members in both these churches. And around 1950, there was a division, a split in some of his staff. Uh, G.B. Vick uh, felt that uh, J. Frank Norris was a little too belligerent on some issues. And some division was developed on, uh, they're not in doctrine so much, but more in personality. And a split was formed there, and uh, G.B. Vick, who G.B. Vick, who was uh, Dr. Norris's right-hand man down in in Texas, 
uh, split, and a new fellowship was born, the Baptist Bible Fellowship, uh, which became uh, the largest mission board, independent Baptist mission board, which is where I served and labored for a number of years, and its main colleges in Springfield, Missouri, Baptist Bible College, our most famous graduate, um, uh, founded Liberty University, Dr. Jerry Falwell, and so this is, you know, kind of where, where I come out from, and my folks are graduates there of the college, and I went there, met my wife there, and and uh, and it's been slipping through the years. Most most movements uh, begin to slip after about 50 years. I don't know um, exactly why, but that seems to be the general trend. It begins to slip from its original moorings. And I, I think, you know, when the main personality passes away and the new guy steps in, the protege, he kind of keeps it going for a while. And then when he begins to uh, 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 fall by the wayside and uh, step aside... The next generation there uh, doesn't have quite the the same vision as the original leaders. And so I've seen this time and time again. Well, will the Southern Baptists be making more and more moves towards liberalism? I hope not, but I fear it may be so. And and they did begin to win their colleges back in the, in the 1980s, which was considered impossible to do. Can they do it again? I, I, I hope so. Their influence is great in this country. Many people are still being saved as a result of them. There's still some great people preaching there, but we need to hold to the truth, folks. Uh, the Word of God is our standard, not a church's uh, website or, or their articles of faith. The Bible is the standard. Well, that's going to be it for today. I hope you'll join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.